Today on News from Different Views, a Kentucky woman busted for using dog pee for probationary drug test. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, they watch it pretty close in there too. Yeah. Uh, also, a body found in a freezer belonged to husband for 10 years. He had a note that says his wife didn't kill him. Ooh, okay. That sounds like another interesting one. And my favorite yet here. Security officer pawns duty weapon, carries pellet gun instead. You should also know that this fine young man is a security guard for a public high school. So his job is to protect all the students and teachers from uh, what would never happen in America, a school shooting, right? Absolutely crazy. So buckle up. This should be an interesting day. Good morning, you beautiful people out there. It is January 3rd. Wow, 2020. Still, still got me. Still got me. It's hard to believe that we're in the second decade of the 21st century. That's pretty amazing. It's almost almost like a, a book. Almost like a book. Pretty crazy stuff. Anyways, uh, the weather is still rainy outside today. And like I said, yeah, perfect day to sit back and listen to some uh, whimsical shenanigans. People are so funny. You, 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 you would think that people think like you and I would, would go to work and go to school or do whatever we have to do and, and just do things right. You know, you know right from wrong. Uh, <laughs> but what makes these stories so hilarious is that obviously not all people know right from wrong. Or even if they do, they just, I don't know, man, couple fries short of a Happy Meal. Lights are on, nobody's home. So moving right along. According to the Pineville Police Department in Kentucky, 40-year-old Julie Miller showed up to her probation visit and was asked to do a drug screen. Yeah, because that's what you do when you're on probation. You take drug screens and you get surprise visits. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, I hear. Um, a supervising officer noticed Miller snuck in a urine sample, trying to pass it as her own. The officer asked if the urine was hers, and Miller admitted it was her dog's urine. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You never admit to anything. Never admit to anything. You're crazy. You're supposed to just, yeah, 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 that's mine. Yeah, of course. What are you talking about? You think I would follow my dog around with a jar? Come on. <laughs> uh, how can you not be embarrassed? Uh, let's see here. Miller said she did it because she would have failed the drug test had she done it herself. No kidding, look at her. That's a meth head if I ever did say one. <laughs> she said the test would have shown the presence of yeah, meth and suboxone. Suboxone. Well, no wonder she was desperate to try to pass her drug test. I mean, she probably thought about it before she did it. It might have been the night before. Hell, probably three days before. You know, you, you take meth and you're up for three days. And then she's like, oh... I've got my probation meeting today. Like, I didn't know it was going to be today, three days ago, or whenever it was. I'm just going to follow the dog around and, and get some pee, and then they'll never know. Of course not. They don't sit there and watch you or anything. <laughs> oh, man. Long story short, she knew what she was doing. She knew exactly what she was doing and what she would be getting into. Uh, probation meetings are routine. You have a date for them. 
I mean, they can come to your house whenever, but she went in for a routine, uh, you know, part of a program. And so, yeah, I can't really feel sorry for someone like this, but it sure makes for a great story. It makes for a wonderful story. Now she'll have something to, uh, to tell all the other inmates when she gets where she's going. But I don't think she'll be doing that again, in any case, even if she's lucky enough to get on probation. Hopefully she's learned a lesson. But if for some reason she does, you'll be the first one to hear about it. And that's all for this story. Moving right along. Maybe you've been listening and you've thought to yourself after hearing something interesting, oh, well, what about this aspect or what about that aspect? Or or maybe you've had some critiques about the show or maybe you have some um, comments or, or suggestions for the future, future stories or, or anything like that. Well, we, I definitely welcome those. And now I have a button on my um, my homepage for my platform. doesn't matter. You can use Spotify, Anchor, uh, Google Podcasts, anything that you are currently using to listen to these podcasts. Uh, there's a little message button up there. And you can go ahead and record a, um, an audio voice message. And I can go ahead and, and get it from there. If it's something funny and you'd like it to be played on the show, I can go ahead and put a segment on there and include it in, include it in the show there. Um but yeah, so that's a, that's kind of a new feature I've got started on here. So feel free to leave me a message. And uh, thank you very much. As always, you're listening to News Through Different Views with Johnny Boy. Body found in freezer belonged to husband who had been dead for nearly 10 years. Oh man, could you imagine? Let's find out what's going on here. Utah police found the bodies of 75-year-old Jean Cerrone Mathers in the retirement apartment, but also found the body of Paul Edward Mathers, 69, in the freezer. Wow, what is going on here? Let's find out. It says the man's body was discovered in an apartment during a welfare check in November. The body of a man found in the freezer last month is believed to have been there for 10 years. 10 years. And in a retirement home, nonetheless. Wow. How in the world? And they have the same last name. So what in the was it? Oh, man, this is interesting. Got to go on here. Let's find out. Uh, it says uh, that... The 75-year-old is also said to have a to have left a note saying his wife didn't kill him, according to officials. Police were called to do a welfare check in Utah on November 22nd and found a 75-year-old Jean Cerrone Mathers dead inside her apartment. She had died of natural causes at her home in the town of Tule, about 35 miles southwest of Salt Lake City. When police conducted a further search of the apartment, they discovered the body of 69-year-old Paul Edward Edwards Mathers in a freezer. Whoa. Um, in addition to the body, investigators found a notarized letter signed by Paul Mathers stating his wife did not kill him. What now? Wait. Did they, did they agree on, on this here? Uh, notarized 
means that notarizing means that there was a, a third party involved. If you were a notarizer and somebody came in to have this notarized, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't imagine notarizers make a whole whole lot of money to begin with. So maybe it's they were just. I don't know. This is very interesting to me. It seems like they would have been worried this might uh, come back on them at some point. Wow. In addition to the to the body, they said they okay found the found the note. Uh, Tule Police Sergeant Jeremy Hansen told Fox 13 it was notarized on December 2nd, 2008. Uh, he says he goes on to say we believe he had a terminal illness. Well, that kind of makes sense. He knew he was going to die, so they went together and, and got a note notarized. That way, if he ever was found in the freezer and they accused her of murder, well, it says right there, he himself said she didn't kill me. So so there it is, right? Sounds like that would work out. Police be believed that Sarone Mathers left her husband dead in the freezer sometime between February 4th, 2009 and March 8th, 2009. Mathers was last seen alive on February 4 at an appointment at the Veterans Affairs Hospital. The person who notarized the letter in 2008 has been interviewed by the police as part of the investigation. <laughs> I'd imagine that would have been one heck of an investigation. Uh, at least a questionnaire. Like, hey, um, uh, where were you in 2008? Do you remember this this certain case here? What, what were you thinking? All right, that's what I would ask. She told the detective she didn't read the note. She just stamped it and signed it. Well, there's an easy out. But, uh, there's got to be a law against that for a notary. I mean, surely you got to know, you have to know what you're stamping on, right? You're responsible for that. Like, you're a notary. We come to you to make sure that things are legit, right? Ah, what's the world coming to? Can't even trust notaries these days. Authorities are investigating why the woman kept the body up, why the woman kept the body, and whether she wanted to keep collecting his social security veterans and check affair and affairs checks. Ah, the Tulia police told Fox 13 they believe Sarone Mathers received at least one hundred and seventy-seven thousand dollars, or one hundred and thirty-five pounds, in government benefits over the ten-year period. That's a lot of money. Detectives who have not ruled out homicide also are investigating whether the woman had any help putting the body in the freezer, which was in a utility room. Well, let's hang out for a second here and talk about this. It says the Tooley police told Fox 13 they believe Mathis received $177,000 over the 10-year period. Um, so, the, uh, you know, apparently she was alone. Would you, would you do that? I mean, you, I mean, she must have had nothing absolutely no income whatsoever in order you know that's i mean in order to do something like this because i mean if you were 65 years old at that time and uh your husband's on disability and you're both retired and not working i mean where do you get your income how do you stay living in your retirement home i don't know man i don't know would you do it i don't know i might who knows it says the woman used a wheelchair but did not need one in early 2009 when her husband died. Uh, police told Fox 13 that further information contained in the letter is not being released at the moment. Neighbors lived in the neighbors who live in the retirement community, where this where the discovery was made, said that Sarone Mathers was a very nice person who would not hurt a fly. 
Evan Klein told Fox 13 that he had taken her to doctor doctor's appointments and that she told him a different story about her husband. He told the television station the story that at least she was putting out was her husband walked out on her. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. W would you do it? Would you do it? You have no money coming in. Your, your uh, significant other who made all the money is now gone. You have no family, no anything. I mean, yeah, I mean, I could see something like that happening. I mean, it's terrible, though. It's terrible that our, that our elders aren't taken care of a little bit better than this, at least. It seems like there should be something in place that someone doesn't feel like they have to forego the burying process and, and put someone in a freezer just in order to finish the rest of their life out. That's pretty intense. That's pretty intense. So I think if I were to have anything more to say on this one, I think we need to take a look at our elders here and uh, maybe see what we can do to help. What if, what if there's more people out there like that who are at the end of the rope, but there's just no one, is, no one to talk to? No one else cares. I don't know. We might find some more people in freezers here coming up. Who knows? Who knows? It's a crazy world we live in. Don't forget to respect our elders. Take care of those guys. You know? They helped raise us and our parents and everything. It's something we should definitely come together as a community to try to do a better job on, I believe. So yeah, I wanted to bring this one up. Let's not forget our elders. Let's not forget our elders. Let's hope we don't have any more stories like this one. Uh, let's do our best to make sure that people are taken care of. We'll try to take notice. And as always, you're listening to News Through Different Views with Johnny Boy. In other news, Hillsborough school security officer pawned his service weapon, carried a pellet gun at school. Wow, check that out, guys. Could you imagine you're sending your school... Uh, your, your kid to school every day believing that they're going to be safe and they've got a uh, like some sort of an officer liaison out there you know you see the cop car outside of the public building and, and you know that there's somebody in there who knows what they're doing to protect to protect your children who's armed for all those other crazies who want to come in there and do bad things to unarmed people he's armed that's his job, to make sure everything goes okay, right? Well, not so much. During a recent surprise equipment check, a supervisor expected to find a Glock pistol in Hillsborough School Security Officer Leroy King's holster. Instead, deputies say, King was carrying a pellet gun. A pellet gun? What the hell? Okay, let's get to the bottom of this now. The supervisor began asking questions, and King began formulating several different stories about where his firearm was. Hillsborough Sheriff Chad Cronister said that at a news conference Friday, investors soon learned that King, a 36-year-old Hillsborough School security employee assigned to Mango Elementary in Sefner, had pawned his duty-issue 40 caliber handgun six times between June 28 and November 12th. An investigation by the sheriff's office found he had paid the pawn shop back on previous occasions to recover the firearm. My God, what is this guy doing? 
What was his thought process? I mean, you've you've got all this responsibility. I mean, you're decked out. You you must have a vest on. If you're carrying a gun and it's been given to you, obviously you have a vest. Uh, you, you have all these kids' life in your hands. You have heard about and listened to all the craziness going on in the world. All the school shootings. All the school shootings. How many a year do we have in America? It's ridiculous. But not for this guy. No. No, no, no. Not only did he pawn his Glock 40, he also pawned his ballistic vest for $125 on October 18 and his TLR-1 Streamlight weapon-mounted light for $50 on November 12. The equipment is owned by the school district, which has called the sheriff's department to investigate. A deputy recovered both from the pawn shop on Thursday. Can you imagine? I mean, what in the world was this guy's problem? I mean, the only thing I can think of something like, it's gotta be drugs. It's gotta be drugs. Yeah. You know, you've got um, Leroy Jaru King. Looks like he's straight from the ghetto. And I mean that in every sense of the word. Who hired this guy? It goes on to tell us that during the times he didn't have the weapon, he carried a pellet gun, Chronister said. King was arrested Friday and charged with eight counts of providing false information to a pawnbroker. He said he had pawned the equipment because he was having financial troubles. Financial troubles. Good night, guys. I mean, he acts like he's the only guy in the whole world who has financial troubles. Don't we all have some sort of financial troubles every once in a while? You don't get a job and sell your equipment, do you? Good night. I don't know. If I was a security guard and I went to school, I would I would be really antsy. You know, you're, you're supposed to be the guy there to protect everybody and you're protecting teachers and students and th just the whole property in general. And you gotta know that somebody's gonna look at your pellet gun and see that it's not a, a standard issue Glock of some sort. Good night, this guy, man. Out to lunch. <laughs> Out to lunch. Uh, I, I think we should do a little bit more on the vetting process for our schools. If I mean, that's super important, our schools, right? Investigators were still working to figure out how many days King was working without his firearm and other equipment. Kronister said he was disgusted by the actions of the employee charged with protecting kids. No kidding, man. No kidding. I, I mean, you've got a whole school full of children with parents who are pretty pissed off about this, I would imagine. Yeah, wow. Thank God nothing catastrophic happened. No kidding. Man, King no longer works for the school district. <laughs> well... He had been hired in February, uh, spokeswoman Tanya Arya said in, in an email. King's arrest comes a few months after a former Pinellas school guardian was arrested for pawning his Glock and pistol, his Glock pistol, and body armor. Wow, is this a thing? Is this a thing? I guess that guy's name, his name was Eric Russell, 37, was charged with five counts of providing false information to a pawnbroker. Wow, wait a minute. Who's a what? Just, just uh, all, all other things aside, a pawnbroker? Good night. Thou shalt not lie to your pawnbroker. 
Boy, you can get in a lot of trouble for that. What in the world? Almost like a little god. A demigod. Who knew pawnbrokers were demigods? Careful about that. You must always tell us the truth. He told detectives he did it because he needed gas money, the official said. Gas money, my ass. That guy needed drugs. That guy needed drugs, guaranteed. And he would go on and pawn his stuff to get the money he needed for his drugs until his paycheck came in. Then he'd get his paycheck and he would go and get his <laughs> ballistic vest and gun out of Hawk and then do the whole process over again. So, so February to however many months I went into, what was it, six times he did it. So that's about six months. So he's got a pattern going here. It's safe to say that this guy has a habit. And I'll let you be the judge. Uh, go ahead and look the story up and you can check out the picture. And uh, yeah, message me what you think. I'm actually very curious to see what you guys think. Yeah, this guy out to lunch. How do these people become security guards for our children? That's my next question. How does this happen? They're crazy. Drug addicts with guns and vests. <laughs> What's going on, man? I'm really happy they caught the guy, though. I'm really happy they did. I have a son, too, and I would be pretty irate to find out that he was going to school where uh, some degenerate had sold not only his ballistic vest, which he was lucky for even getting, and his duty weapon, which was supposed to protect the students in the school and faculty in an event of a problem, which is what we've heard so much about over the last few years. I mean, that's pretty serious. So, at the same time, it's funny and serious, but I thought it was an interesting story that I'd bring to you guys, because the truth is out there. As hilarious or terrible as it may be, the truth is out there. You just gotta go get it. And I think that um, this is one of those stories. So I hope you guys enjoyed it, and um, yeah, on to the next one.